You just need to take the step and get out there and do it. We actually can turn what we love into our career. You know, I need to do something for myself. That you can actually live a life that's different from what society expects you to do. It's the best decision I've ever made. What are you waiting for? Are you going to wait another year? I feel so alive. The Van Life Series, brought to you by Augie Sundays. Welcome to the Van Life Series. My name is Camille. The whole idea of this podcast is to explore what van life is about and find out why people are giving up the nine to five and switching to this lifestyle. Our first episode, we catch up with Caleb and Madeline, who are Patchwork Canteen on Instagram. So these guys met while they were camping and now they run a very successful digital marketing business from their van. They've been in it for two years and they're the happiest they've ever been. And I find this so interesting. If you're like me and you daydream about traveling and you're inspired by people who are just getting out there and doing it, I think you'll love their story. Right now they're sitting in their highest van, Yumi, on the side of the road in Texas to tell us their van life story. The reason we decided on van life is because we were traveling a lot when we first met and it, things started getting really expensive and we figured out that the best way for us to stay on the road as much as possible is to go with van life. We actually met camping on a camping trip so back then we both had smaller vehicles um, that weren't capable of living out of but we did tent camping and actually that was our first kind of date I guess <laughs> was camping. It's no better icebreaker than that. Yeah, you really get to know somebody that way. So that was almost two years ago. It'll be two years this November. Time flies. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a year fun. ago we were building the van. I guess the biggest decision that I had to make is, you know, what is everybody else gonna think? You know, I was working at the time, a full-time job that. I was working 12-hour shifts, I'd gone to school for this, gotten a degree, and so whenever the opportunity came up for, or the idea came up for Mal and I to do van life, that was a pretty stressful thing. And so really I just always wondered, what, are, what is everybody going to think if, if I'm doing this? But in the end I just decided that you know I need to do something for myself and do what makes me happy. And with Malin on board, that really gave me the extra push to go ahead and do it. Yeah, I'd say for me, the biggest decision was definitely a similar thing. It's accepting that this isn't a societal norm, that people aren't used to this. This is something maybe some people have never even heard of at all. And to come from a society that a lot of times pushes this generic, like, go to college, get your career, retired, die. Yeah, same um, basic routine. Yeah, and, and it, for me, it was, like, almost programmed to be, like, okay, that's what I do. Like, that's what people do. And then to jump into this lifestyle, it opened my mind and made me realize, okay, I do have to consider what I, other people think, but I don't have to believe it or accept it. Yeah, so, you can still go against the grain. Exactly. And so with the van, you know, it kind of felt like the ultimate freedom and rebellion of that societal norm. And it felt like now it's so much easier to kind of walk into a room and be like, yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> because it's like when you decide and you make that decision to break away, it feels like we're here, we're doing it. And now nobody can say anything because you did it. You made it work. 
Yeah, and so you found your own fear. happiness. Exactly. Now that we've been doing van life, and like Madeline said, it's so much easier to come out and be like, yeah, this is what we do. And it's because that makes us happy. We're, we're actually happy with what we do now. Whereas afraid, whereas before we were afraid of like, what are people gonna think? And now it's like, you know, we're just happy. And we're okay with just that. People ask what we do for money and how we supply this. And, and it's a really funny topic to bring up to people who live on the road, I think. Because honestly, the truth is you just do. You make it work. You do yeah. what you have to do. It's Sometimes, priorities. You know, you, you if, if you have to pay your bills, you pay your bills. You find a way. Exactly. Yeah. So we consider ourselves to be digital nomads, which just means that the revenue that we that we have coming in is coming from the internet or somehow associated with the internet, either online sales, marketing, right. you know, running ads, content creation, and we did it that way on purpose to say, hey, I can walk away from this society that's been laid out for me, and I can do my own thing. When we first started out, we created Patchwork Canteen, and that's what we've been growing and working on for the past, what, year and a half now almost. So Patchwork Canteen for us, it was like this way for us to not only show this journey that we were on, but hopefully inspire people and bring people together in the outdoors and adventure. And you know, a lot of people our age, I would, I could send 50 people an invitation to go camping and maybe three of them are gonna actually send me back a reservation saying, hey, I just booked my campsite. You know, and I think the big part for us was, it doesn't matter. You know, it's not an old age thing to live in, you know, to go camping and, yeah. and adventure outside and live in the wilderness. Like, it's a fun, you know, adventurous idea, but it's not impossible. How much money did you spend on your van and the renovations? How much money? That's the big question, right? That's the that's the question that we get the most at gas stations and uh, <laughs> Walmart parking is, lots. It's it's a never-ending bill. I think <laughs> that would be the right question. Yeah, so, right. I mean, if we're getting technical, you know, what is a rough estimate of the base van? So when we originally bought the van, it cost us seven thousand dollars. And we thought that was an awesome deal, and it was. Well, because it was four. What sold us was the four-wheel drive, and uh, four-wheel drive and a diesel. Because the only way that you can get those in any other van is in um, like well, sprinters. really, yeah, like sprinters or or they, it, you know, vans Some that custom. get really costly. Yeah. So we also wanted something that was not only unique but also had kind of a vintage yeah. feel so when we, in Australia what that we, we have a highest in America so that's like a crazy thing yeah. there's not a whole lot of highest here uh, no there's a lot more in Australia and but. because of that the 25 year import mm -hmm. um, rule it's like no one has seen this van <laughs> so this is literally some of the first years that it's allowed to come in um, besides ones that have been in Canada right. so the people on the American roads this is probably the first time they've ever yeah. seen this van so we so thought that was a selling yeah, factor yeah we thought uh, seven grand that was a, a good deal until our engine blew out then that's when things started getting even more costly and before we did any work to the engine, we had gone in and repainted the whole van, had all the dents taken out, all the rust, so this thing was looking pristine on the outside. <laughs> but we ended up having all of that work done, and then when we started the inside build, that's whenever, again, we started spending more and more money. And so... So basically I'd say, 
you know, after we did a lot of mechanical work that we're not going to get into the price of that. Um, some things we wish we would have done ourselves the first time, but eventually learning how to work on it ourselves saved us money. But as far as the interior build, I, I would really say that we didn't spend more than $1,200. I think originally we planned on, we were like, let's just, to get our money's worth out of the van and everything, we were like, let's just do two years. And we're already coming up on the end of, well, we've already done a year, pretty almost, much. Yeah, yeah, almost a year. And we're like, wow, we haven't even scratched the surface of this thing. I mean, we wanted to visit each of the states here in the U.S. And we've only hit along the West. And there's so much more to see and so many more people to meet. And all of the opportunities that have opened up for us have just been totally incredible. The reason that we initially even put a timestamp on it was so that it could be, you know, it could be a real thing. We could say, hey, this is the date we're starting, mm -hmm. this is the date we're ending. Yeah, and but you then... don't get a month into it and back out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So we were like, we're going to commit to this. But then once we got into it, we realized like that was just an easy way to define what we were doing is to set these time restraints. And yeah. when we once got out and got into it, it was like, wait, this is life. You're not going to, you can't yeah. say like, how long are you going to yeah. live in your house? How long are you going to live in your house? Because that's apartment? the thing that you're told you before, know. like, you know, at this time you're supposed to get married or this time you're supposed to have your house and th that's not a real thing in the life that we live anymore yeah so now I think a lot of people will see that they're on a very unique path and so now we understand that as well and we think you know there really isn't a time restraint we don't know we're gonna continue to do it until we still love it so <laughs> if we hated it we would stop yeah. you know <laughs> but as far as saving we had a very small lump sum how much do you think we left when we initially left with van life how much do you think we had we had about a thousand dollars when we started out and we were we we're native to texas so our goal was to go from texas to washington state and that cost five hundred dollars <laughs> in gas to get there and i would already calculated that so i was freaking out about how we would make money on the road but like we mentioned earlier you set priorities and you make those priorities happen yeah i think the the savings, obviously having a nest egg, it's a good, really awesome thing if you do have it. But if you don't, I don't think it's something to be afraid of. The biggest thing I've learned, not just necessarily about Caleb, but about being in a very small place with a person, and even a small place with yourself, is that you come to understand that everything that you have in your life, it should be either making your life better or happier. And so minimizing the belongings, because I was the kind of person before, I was, I wouldn't think that I was, but now looking back, I think I was materialistic because I wanted, you know, I wanted a cozy apartment, so I decorated it and I had a ton of belongings and things on the wall and that's wonderful and there's nothing wrong with that. But now I realize with the lifestyle that I'm in, it doesn't matter about any of that. What matters is what can I use every day? What is in my way? Because when you're in such a small space, if one thing is out of place or it's in your way, it's an annoyance. It's bothering you in your life and you just want it out of the way. And I would, there's times where we've just gotten rid of things or given away to Goodwill or something because we're finally just over the clutter. You guys know about the high ace, how small that sucker is. We have a low top and uh, you really learn everything about that person. Living in the van with, with another person is like living in a bubble. 
with that other person in a way because you wake up in the van and then you know you're going to a place or going to the next park or going to Planet Fitness to shower or whatever but you're spending every single moment of your life with that other person and you know people are like well do you ever you know get a chance to be away from that person and it's like no not really <laughs> you don't um, we're a team in this together. And the thing is, I think you're right about that. And it's also, that was since day one that we had to make that decision. Because when we decided, yeah, we're gonna live in a van, we bought a van two weeks later. Yeah. And it was like, you just have to commit. When you commit to the idea, and if it's gonna be the method that makes your dreams come true, then you just gotta do it. Now it'd be time. weird to not be together. Yeah, yeah we literally <laughs> Who talk. Who am I? <laughs> We talk all the time, we're like, what would it be like to have to leave and go to work? <laughs> I thought I had all kinds of fear until I was in San Francisco at night. One time we just got done cooking, I'd put everything in the back. I'm hanging out in the front seat waiting on Malin to finish up. And this guy walks up, all scraggly, had a really dark beard, dark eyes and he's holding a giant log and it's just on fire and he's right by the window like a couple inches from my face and i turned and i was like whoa what the heck um but that was one of the scariest things uh that you know i ran into so far turns so, out he wanted a cigarette yeah so. <laughs> no cigs no cigs here initial fear when i was going into van life was actually how my interactions with the public would be just strangers you know anyone out on the streets anybody any place that I would be going just the fact that I'm living in my vehicle once again just fear of the unknown because once I got out there and I was doing it and I was meeting these people they were interesting and they were kind and they were giving and they were inspirational and it was crazy because before I would have been you know somewhat scared or somewhat not judgmental, but maybe slightly prejudiced against the homeless guy on the corner, you know? And now I don't live with that fear. Being in the van and just going and seeing so many different kinds of people and types of people and interacting with them, it's kind of opened my mind and made me realize they're not to be feared. They're friends waiting to be made. And, and even though their lifestyle is different than mine, mine is different than so many other people as well. And they accept me as I am. What's your advice for other people thinking about giving up the nine to five? I would say that if you're thinking about it, then you should already be doing it. Because what are you what are you waiting for? Are you gonna wait another year to put in your two weeks notice? Or are you gonna put your two weeks notice in now and go after what you want? Yeah, I think for me is start making little changes. If you wanna give up your lifestyle but it's a scary jump to just completely leave your job and pack your things up if that's not your method I mean that was our method but if that's not yours start making the small changes yes start saying yes because the more you tell yourself no to things then the less likely it is that you're gonna do it get yourself outside feel what you want to feel Ex start experiencing the way you want your life to be and then set it up that way you do have to start acting whether it's uh, small at first and then big or you know you go all in and say screw this I'm doing what I want to do from now on figure out a way that you can sustain yourself and you don't need the outside world you don't need things you know in your everyday nine to five like you don't need these routines you figure out a way to break the routines and create your own new route exactly so thank y'all so much for listening we are super excited to be on thanks Augie Sunday yeah 
And um, if you guys want to check out our story or follow along, I hope that we can inspire you. Check out Patchwork Canteen on all social media platforms. We hope to see you out on the road one day, and happy travels. Thanks, guys, for listening to the first episode of the Van Life series. Next week, we will be chatting with Emma, who's from Connecticut. Emma left for Van Life with two paychecks to her name and reveals to us how you can make it on the road without a steady income. To keep up to date, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Augie Sundays.